Existing just beyond the boundaries of our comprehension, there lies an unseen world. A world that exists just beyond the veil of darkness. A world that should be left undisturbed. You're listening to the Cajun Demonology Podcast. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Leonard, the Cajun Demonologist. I am broadcasting deep within the swamps and the bayous of southern Louisiana. So in our last episode, we went over some of the symptoms of infestation. Well, today we're going to continue this conversation and go over signs of oppression and signs of demonic possession. As I said in my previous podcast, there are three signs of a demonic haunting. The first would be demonic infestation. The second would be demonic oppression. And last but not least, demonic possession. Now, all demonic hauntings take place in this order. So let's jump right into it. Here are some of the things you should look for when it comes to demonic oppression. So, the difference between demonic infestation and oppression is that oppression is when the entity has sought out its victim. Now it knows who it wishes to eventually gain possession of in the home. Usually it's going to be the person that has the weakest willpower. And what they're going to do now is they are going to attach themselves to this individual. Now at this point in time, the hauntings in the house will be very active when that person is in the home. When that person leaves the home, the house will be quiet because now the entity is in fact following this individual. Now the entity's goal during the oppression stage is to try to break this person down mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Completely break this person's will so that they will in fact eventually give them the right to gain possession. Again, as crazy as it sounds, you have to give a demon permission to possess you. Well, one may ask, well, how in the world would somebody do that and why would somebody do that? Again, we have to remember, these are very, very intelligent beings, okay? So what they will do is they will use what you love against you the most. They will kill your goldfish. They will kill your dog. They will attack the things that you love the most until it gets to the point to where you simply say these words. Do whatever you want to do to me, but leave my family alone. At this point in time, you have unintentionally granted it a permission to, in fact, possess you. The Bible, in fact, gives us a reference of oppression. It says, for our struggles is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, the rulers of darkness, with evil spirits in heavenly places. Most people can't even begin to comprehend how big the spiritual or the celestial world actually is. 
The terrestrial world, which is the physical world in which we live in, is a very, very small percentage of what actually is in existence between the celestial and the terrestrial world. Okay, before we end up going in a totally different direction from what I'm wanting this podcast to be, let's get to signs and symptoms of demonic oppression. Number one, someone that is being oppressed by a demon may show symptoms such as an addictive personality. So if you have someone that has never been addicted to drugs or alcohol, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you see them drinking continuously or doing drugs, then there is a chance that they are under demonic oppression. Another symptom that you commonly see when it comes to demonic oppression is sexual perversion. So if you have someone that continuously showing signs of sexual perversion, such as watching porn or anything of a sexual nature that is not the normal behavior of that person, then that is something to be looked into as well. So it's important to understand that demons are going to want to completely defile that person, right? And this is part of the process of breaking down that person's will spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Number two, the person may exhibit spiritual deadness, which means that they will have the inability to pray. They may show anger towards God. They may also begin to show a strong interest in false religions or the occult. Also, the lack of feeling guilt when they are doing something that they know that is wrong. One of the key signs that someone is under demonic oppression is they will go into emotional turmoil, like uncontrollable anger, frustration, moods and emotions, emotional lows and highs, such as feeling confident one minute, then the next that they feel the lack of purpose or emotional lows. That person may start to isolate themselves in a room in the home and wish to be away from other family members. It's important to remember that throughout the process of oppression, the entity's number one and only goal is to completely break that person's will. So it will do whatever means necessary to accomplish this. Another common trait of demonic oppression is physical attacks to the body. The person may have bite marks that will appear on the body, scratches that will appear on the body, bruises that will appear on the body. During the stage of oppression, not only will the entity torment that person's mind, but it will also torment the person's body. Okay, so let's do a recap on this. So people that are being oppressed are being terrorized by a demonic entity. They may hear heavy breathing, footsteps, knocking, ripping, or pounding, hellish moans, or inhuman voices. They often will exhibit sleep terrors. So initially, the demon causes the victim to believe that he or she is insane. There are demonic personality changes and mood swings in deep depression. The victim becomes argumentative and makes heavy use of foul or obscene languages. 
It's quite common that family members will think that the victim is going through a severe personality change or going through a mental breakdown. Before I forget, other people that live in the home at this time of oppression, they will experience symptoms such as they did when the infestation stage began, such as foul smells, moving objects, holy sacraments falling off of the walls or disappearing. All of these things will continue throughout the oppression stage. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about signs of possession. So sit in that chair, buckle down that chin strap. You're not going to want to miss this. We will be right back after these words from our sponsor. selection of handmade St. Michael and St. Benedict bracelets as well as handmade rosaries, horseshoe crosses, and also be sure to check out our luxury line of jewelry as well. We make each piece of our handmade jewelry with you in mind. Please be sure to check us out at Cajun Hood Jewelry on Facebook or visit our store at jeremyleonard.net. at the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. So in our previous segment, we talked about signs and symptoms of demonic oppression. So now we are going to get into the nuts and bolts of it all and talk about demonic possession. So how exactly do we tell if somebody is demonically possessed? It's important for me to discuss before we proceed any further that demonic possession can and will mimic mental illness almost to the T specifically bipolarism and schizophrenia. As an exorcist, it is very important to be able to rule out mental illness before performing an exorcism because if you perform an exorcism on someone who has a true mental illness such as bipolarism and schizophrenia, you are going to do irreversible damage to that person. That is why it is important for the demonologist or exorcist to be trained extensively on mental illness before make to make a judgment call as to if someone is truly possessed or if someone has 
mental illness. I always refer the client to have a psychological and physical evaluation done before I will perform an exorcism. Here are some of the signs that someone that is under possession may mimic. Number one, cannot control themselves. A person who is under the control of a demonic entity cannot control themselves. The evil spirit is able to speak through their lips or make that person mute as so it desires. Number two, a new personality. Demon possession means that a new personality is introduced to that person. The victim becomes a different person. At times, it's important to understand that when someone is under demonic possession, that the demon does not have complete control of that person in the early stages of demonic possession. So it will, in fact, mimic bipolarism or schizophrenia, where it seems that the person being afflicted has multiple personalities. Number three, different voices. Sometimes those who are demon-possessed speak with a different voice. Sometimes it may appear as if someone is speaking through that person, but it's of a very low, rumbling, raspy voice. There are also occasions when there is a voice coming from the person when that person's lips are not moving. Number four, new abilities. A person who is demon-possessed acquires new abilities. For an example, those possessed by demons can demonstrate superhuman strength. And this is something that is quite common when dealing with demon possession. So I'll give you a backstory. If you've ever heard of me refer to the Stinson case, this is the case that led me through the path of spiritual warfare. The client or the victim suffered from Parkinson's disease. I would say soaking wet, she weighed no more than 85 pounds. And the night of her exorcism, me and her husband, and we are both pretty big guys, were holding her down. And when the entity came forth and took full control, we were barely able to hold her down into the chair. She exhibited extreme supernatural strength. And this is something that will usually occur during an exorcism when you are reading the rite of expulsion and the entity takes full control in a rage. So it's important for an exorcist or demonologist before performing the rite of exorcism that they properly restrain the client or the victim, the person that is going to be exorcised, so that they cannot lash out and attack the exorcist in the middle of the exorcism. Number five, the conflict within. A person that is demon possessed, you will notice that there is a conflict within the person. For an example, as a demonologist, before I perform an exorcism on someone, I will have them tell me verbally that they want to be free of this entity. Well, the person will indeed be able to say that they want to be free, but then almost following immediately after that, there is the reaction that will be the total opposite of what the client had just stated. Number six, a hatred toward anything that is holy or holy sacraments. For an example, let's just say you're having a conversation with someone that you think may be demonically possessed and you pull out a St. Benedict crucifix. Well, you're going to have 
two reactions that you will possibly get from someone that is under demonic possession. Number one, they will shy away as if they are completely terrified of the object. Number two, they may have a raging outburst of anger towards the sacrament or object. Number six, someone under demonic possession may show signs of clairvoyancy. They may be able to tell the future. They may know things about you that you keep hidden from everyone else. In other words, the skeletons in your closet, they will know. And trust me, they have no problem with airing out your dirty laundry to everyone that is in the room at the time. The only way to shield or protect yourself from this is to wear the armor of God, which will permit the entity from being able to see or read into your thoughts. Number seven, the ability to speak languages that is previously unknown to the person. All of a sudden, the person being possessed may have the ability to speak foreign languages that they did not previously have the ability to speak. Latin is going to be something that is pretty common that entities like to speak. Number eight, blackouts are lost time. So as I stated before, it's important to understand that demons cannot take full control of the person that it is possessing 24 hours a day. It in fact takes control in short spurts. And during the full manifestation of the demonic entity, the person that is being afflicted will have no memory of what they were doing while they are under full possession. Number nine, trauma to the body. Under demonic possession, it is common for the person that is being afflicted to have trauma to the body, such as bite marks, scratch marks, whelps, or bruising to occur to the body. I have also experienced that symbols, such as satanic symbols, will appear on the body as well in the form of bruising or marks or scratches. So these are the most common things that you may experience when someone is under demonic possession. However, if someone exhibits just one or two of these symptoms, it does not necessarily mean that they are under possession. That is all the time we have for today. Until next time, see ya. To terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell.